Is the Wilds goaltending rotation actually working? Plus, have we found something to stick on going forward for the power play? We find out that and more today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we dive into the numbers to see if the rotation with Cam Talbot and Marc Andre Fleury is working in terms of avoiding bad back-to-back starts, and things along that line. We also talk about if the Wilds' power play maybe found a little something to build off of after beating the Canadians. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, your veteran captain of the show with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams through their ups and downs, and now the host of Lockdown Wild. Happy to have you along on a Wednesday episode of the show, and... We talked in the postcast about uh, some of the things that went right for the uh, Minnesota Wild against the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, one of those was Cam Talbot, who posted the shutout and continues just an absolutely torrid pace. 11-0-3 in his last 15 appearances, which include 14 starts. And so obviously, something is working because Marc-Andre Fleury as well, having an uh, unbelievable season uh, with the Minnesota Wild so far, six and one uh, with the uh, Wild so far, uh, and it led me to kind of wonder: Is the goalie rotation and the Wild have been applying it pretty much every other game? Uh, has that led to both goalies being able to avoid kind of falling into a slump? Has that prevented either goalie from truly kind of getting onto a roll? Well, I think that first question actually was just answered in that both goalies are uh, playing extremely well since joining uh, the tandem. And it, um, it, it just goes to show you that you get to this point in the season and you see some of those top-level goalies. I mean, this happened to uh, UC Saros for the Predators uh, earlier this week where he played in back-to-back both games and got routed by the St. Louis Blues in the second game. The wear and the uh, kind of breaking down at this point in the year starts to become a factor. And so Bill Guerin made the move to try to help both goalies uh, stay fresh. It certainly helped uh, push Cam Talbot a little more. Uh, And so you look at what they've done. We'll start with uh, March 21st as the uh, the barometer. And um, no surprise, first start of the uh, post-trade deadline, Marc-Andre Fleury records a shutout. He then starts the next game because they wanted to give Fleury an opportunity to get acquainted with the team and uh, ends up beating Vancouver 3-2 in overtime, just the two goals allowed there. So then Flurry hops in, 
and he beats the Blue Jackets in overtime, just two goals allowed um, in that game. Then we flip back to uh, to Talbot, who started on the 27th, had that just sensational game against the Colorado Avalanche. Flurry hops in against the Flyers, and despite it being the Philadelphia Flyers, he actually was very good in that game as well, and so picks up the win there. Wild then play the Penguins. Talbot loses in overtime, so that's his first post-trade deadline hiccup. Uh, so the 31st there, then uh, we see Flurry against the Carolina Hurricanes. Very good in that game. Wild end up picking up a win there. Uh, the next game, Talbot against the Capitals, and he plays great once again. Picks up the win there. Flurry loses to Nashville 6-2. to Then Talbot loses to St. Louis 4-3 in overtime. Flurry then has that weird start against the LA Kings where he gives up three goals almost instantly and then uh, buckles down the rest of the way uh, and is able to pick up the win there. Uh, Talbot starts against the Blues once again, gives up six goals. So that's another clunker um, and ends up losing in overtime. You have Flurry then who beats Dallas and the order of these. So Flurry beat Dallas on the road, looked great in that game, and uh, Wild won it in overtime. Then Talbot loses to St. Louis. Flurry beats the Sharks, but in that one too, just not his best night. Um, and then Talbot shuts out the Canadians. So all told, Talbot has had three what I would call clunkers. And you look at it, it's against three team or two teams that are squarely in the playoff picture. Uh, two against St. Louis, that is concerning, and that is something that we'll talk about more as we get closer to the start of, uh, of the playoffs. Uh, and then the one against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are one of the best road teams in the entirety of the NHL. So he has those three not-so-great starts, but then beats... Colorado, that was a fantastic game, beats Edmonton, beats Washington, and uh, picks up the shutout against the um, the Canadians as well. And for Fleury, you look at his two clunkers, I would say. The Nashville game, which uh, just really got out of hand for the Wild, losing 6-2. to two. Uh, Then, okay, you can call it three, although the Kings game was so early on that he he bounced back and, and looked good down the stretch. And then the Sharks game. So three clunkers there. So the only one to really have back-to-back clunkers since this rotation has been deployed is Flurry, And that is calling one of them technically a clunker, but uh, the Wild did end up getting the win. And so... I think what it has allowed is it's allowed both goalies to stay fresh. You don't have anybody going, you know, four or five games without getting in to the action. It allows for both guys, if they have an off night, to get an opportunity to just kind of decompress and move past it as opposed to having to uh, hop back between the pipes uh, the, uh, the very next day. So it allows for some rest in between 
um, in between starts, and you're getting to where you can build up a routine that has allowed both guys to get what they need to here uh, the rest of the season uh, and leading into the uh, the playoffs. They know that every other game they're going to get the puck and that there really is not going to be any sort of mixing from there. And it will allow, depending on how the rotation works out come playoff time, it will allow the Wild in the event that somebody has a rough go in the first game of a playoff series. It allows them the option to, okay, we're going to go back to, um, we're going to go to one or the other. Whereas in previous seasons, and I think this was kind of what led the Wilds to kind of go down that path, is they relied so heavily on Devin Dubnik, and rightly so, because he had some sensational seasons. But they relied too heavily on him to where he just not only kind of wore down as the season went on, but they didn't have another option. So you have, you know, Dubnik with a couple of bad starts in a row. You don't really have any choice. And we we saw this early in the season before the flurry trade where both Kakinen and Talbot were both scuffling, you don't really have any other option to uh, to go to. And, you know, Fleury is is better than Capo Kakinen. That's that's not um it's not really breaking any news. But it also has and we've talked about this angle a lot, it brought the competition level back for Cam Talbot because he now has somebody with him in the goalie room that could take starts away from him if the team chose to do that. So his play has been way better. Fleury's been great since he came here. And with the exception of the the games against teams in the playoffs, uh, the Blues, the Predators, the Penguins, both guys have been really good. Now, that's a huge caveat because... Who are we going to be playing in the playoffs? It's going to be the St. Louis Blues. So the goalies have to get it figured out. But they have not seen since he came to the Wild. They have not seen Marc-Andre Fleury. And so, you know, some of this stuff that happens during the regular season can look worse than it is. And a big theme moving forward for this team is going to be, you know, that will do is is compare them to 2016-2017 and what happened that year. Wild just dominated in the regular season and then they got to the playoffs and St. Louis Blues got a hot goalie and uh, ended up winning that series. So even if the Wild do end up being the three seed and have had no success against the St. Louis Blues this season, it can all change come playoff time. So it's it's all about just getting everybody ready to go for the start of that playoff series. And then all bets are off. But I like, I do trust this goalie tandem heading into a playoff series because they will both be ready. It's not like either of them will have had any sort of a long layoff. And then if something goes wrong with one or the other, the other guy will be ready to step in and uh, try to turn the tide um, back in the Wilds' favor. So 
I th- it, it has worked out. I I would say it has worked out, and I think it is something that Bill Guerin really wanted uh, to get this team through the rest of the year and into the playoffs. So I'm I'm all ready to uh, to see it play out in the postseason. Whatever the rotation ends up being, if both guys play, um, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, that will look like come playoff time. So goalie rotation is uh, has been a success, I would say, so far. And uh, we will see if that continues with a couple of uh, tough ones against Vancouver and Seattle coming up here uh, later this week. Uh, we will next dive in a little bit to the power play with uh, some success courtesy of Kevin Fiala, although uh, the five-on-three at the end of the game, not so much. So uh, we'll talk about that and more when we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. But first, with HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can get farm-fresh, seasonal produce, and easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door every week. HelloFresh's chefs really know how to diversify the menu with seasonal recipes like salmon limon and pasta primavera. You can pick your favorites from 50 different weekly options and skip weeks when you need to, change your delivery date, or update your preferences all in the HelloFresh app. So head to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Again, head to HelloFresh.com slash LOCKEDON16 and use the promo code LOCKEDON16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. All that at HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. I want to encourage you to make your second list in the Locked On NHL podcast where you can get a full recap of everything going on throughout the NHL from all of your favorite Locked On NHL insiders. Locked On NHL is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's talk some power play because the Wild did record a power play goal against the Montreal Canadiens, but did it? mean that the uh, the power play is fixed moving forward. So the first goal of the game, power play goal for Kevin Fiala. What did we see on that power play unit that was of particular interest? Well, we saw Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Jewel Erickson Eck, Kevin Fiala, and Jared Spurgeon. And I think, hopefully, this concept is something that the Wild use more going forward because yes it's all well and fine if you are going to put Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman, Jewel Erickson and a defenseman on that first line but Ryan Hartman is more of a secondary option. Kevin Fiala I think has played well enough this season that he warrants top power play time. Now, you don't want to butter the bread too thinly and have a second power play unit that um, doesn't really give you a lot, but if you don't have two power play units that are successful, you know, what's the point? 
you got to have at least one unit that has some success and is one that the other team is like, okay, we have to shut this group down. And so I think to at least get it going, to at least get it back to where it's functional, I have no problem seeing Kaprizov and Fiala on that top power play line. You've got those who are, are probably your most dynamic scorers. You have Jewel Eriksson Ek, who is great on the power play and is very capable of tapping rebounds back in right in front of the net. You got a very adept passer in Mad Sukarello, who is uh, has the connection with Kirill Kaprizov, but is more than capable of facilitating to other players on the ice. And then you've got Jared Spurgeon, who is very adept at uh, helping out on offense uh, as well. I like that unit. I would like to see the Wild give that unit a test run the rest of the season to see if we can get we can get things back on track. There's one thing I think that separates the Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarello connection from the Matt Boldy, Kevin Fiala connection is that when things are not going as well, Kaprizov and Zuccarello are pass first. They get into pass first mode and they're passing, you know, around the net, passing around the zone, up and down the zone, but trying to find the perfect pass. And sometimes you have to. For instance, the Fiala power play goal. Matt Zuccarello had the puck and he waited, he waited, he waited, he waited, and then fed it to Fiala, who was ready and um, was able to uh, to bury one for the goal. That's a veteran player knowing when the opportunity is going to present itself. And, you know, Fiala, a younger player, obviously wanted the puck to try to do something with it. So there are times where you do have to wait for your opportunity, but at the same time, if you wait too long, there is no opportunity. So I think by having a player like Fiala on that top power play line who's not afraid to shoot the puck, he's very capable of shooting the puck, but he also is great at maneuvering through the zone as well. Um, you just you have to put your most skilled players together, I think, until this unit starts to really rattle off some success then you know maybe you look at trying to uh, to deepen it a little bit, but at least get one functional power play unit out there as opposed to just having two units that give up shorthanded opportunities and can't even get the puck into the offensive zone. Zone entries continues to be a very big problem for this wild team. And so maximize that PP1 to give yourself an opportunity for... Um, getting a goal, getting a power play goal every now and again, and on the penalty kill, you know we've we've seen the results up and down. Wild obviously did not allow a power play goal against the Canadians, which I get it is Montreal, but at the same time, they played aggressively on the penalty kill. I think the biggest issue that we've seen rear its ugly head for a good majority of the season is just allowing the other team to dictate what is done on the power play. Pulling close to the net, 
trying to prevent anybody from getting in close and kind of losing contain. That that goal by Jason Robertson against Dallas where Marc-Andre Fleury had the initial save but the rebound kicked out was because Dmitry Kulikov had, uh, had gone behind the net to pursue the puck, as he should, but... It's just be aggressive and force a team to make a play before they're ready as opposed to sitting back and letting them take as much time as they want, getting their team set up and uh, allowing them to do everything that they want on the power play. You've got good goalies. Trust them to make the saves. Go play the puck and get a clear every now and again. So I'm I'm interested to see if this does anything for the uh, the special teams, if this power play one unit is what we see going forward, or if we revert if we revert back. That is one thing that Dean Evason has shown is his uh, tendency to want to allow players to um, play through it and to uh, to figure things out. And, uh, and move on. So we'll see if they make changes. If not, um, it's this team's not going to be able to go into the playoffs with these special teams units as they currently exist. They need to make some changes. They need to make some mentality changes uh, going into the playoffs. So hopefully this is a step in the right direction. But again, that, that penalty at the end of the game in which the Wild were not able to Oh, that was bad. Um, we'll finish today's episode by taking a look at the uh, the current playoff picture once again. Playoff positioning, as we will call it, just to see where things are at, who is where, and uh, what could potentially happen the rest of the way. We'll finish today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. But first, April showers bring May built bars. And if you are looking for an opportunity to eat better, and find a delicious go-to snack, Built Bar is here to help. If you haven't tried their Puffs, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. As with your standard Built Bar, Puffs contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So head to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. The final six games of the season, or seven if you are the Minnesota Wilds, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out down the stretch. As of now, the Wild and the Blues are tied in the standings. With 103 points, both have clinched playoff spots. Uh, next closest is the Nashville Predators and the Dallas Stars. The Predators, 93 points with five games left. So in order for the Predators to even tie 
the Blues and the Wild in the standings. They got to win out, and they got to have both teams lose out, which if you look at these schedules, Wild have the Arizona Coyotes on the schedule between now and the end of the season. So they're right there. That that puts the Wild in position to um, to clinch one of the top three spots in the division. End of end of story. Done deal. St. Louis Blues in their final five games of the season, they also play the Arizona Coyotes. And so, what is not going to happen between now and the end of the season? Nashville Predators are not going to catch the Minnesota Wild or the St. Louis Blues. So Wild Blues is basically locked in. And as far as who gets first or second, or second or third, I should say, the Blues have San Jose, Arizona, Anaheim, Colorado, and Vegas. There are very, very winnable games. Plus, at what point is the Colorado Avalanche, at what point is Colorado going to start to selectively rest because they got everything locked up already. So at what point are they going to selectively start to rest players to get themselves up to full speed for the start of the playoffs? That could happen at any point. I would imagine that they will do something like that for the game against the Wild on April 29th. Uh, The Wilds on the other side of the coin, they host Vancouver on Thursday Seattle on Friday, then at Nashville Sunday, home against Arizona, Calgary, and Colorado to finish out the season. For St. Louis, all four or four of the five games for the Blues to finish the season are on the road. So I would have to lean towards the Wild being able to um, come away with the, uh, the two spot in the division. But this gets us to the biggest point, the biggest thing going into the playoffs that is a factor for the Minnesota Wilds. Two seed, three seed, wild card. It does not matter for the Wilds where they end up. Would it be nice to have an additional game at the XL Energy Center for the first round? Yes, it absolutely would. The Wilds got to get some names back. John Merrill, Matt Dumba, Jordan Greenway, Tyson Jost, who has provided some very needed versatility since the Wild acquired him before the trade deadline. The Wild need to get some players back. And Marcus Foligno from uh, from COVID. They need to get players back and get healthy going into the playoffs uh, if they're going to have their best chance to take down anybody, whether it be the Blues, whether it be the Avalanche, the Flames, whoever from the Eastern Conference, they need to get healthy. And so at the end of the day, it would be fun to be able to get the two seed in the the Central, to be able to kind of hang your hat on that. At the end of the day, even if the Wild do have to go to uh, to St. Louis, as the three seed, you gotta you gotta win the games regardless, home or road. You've still gotta win the games, and so it'd be fun. But ultimately, 
the most important thing for the Wild down the stretch. Get everybody back and healthy. Don't lose anybody else the rest of the way uh, to any sort of freak injuries and uh, then go into it full bore in the first round of the playoffs and see what happens from there. That's the ultimate bigger picture than simply two or three seeds. So we've got six games to see how that plays out between now and the playoffs. And hopefully for the Wilds, they can finish with a flurry to uh, set themselves up for some success against the Blues in the playoffs. And that is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done once again, make sure that you head over to Locked on Sports Minnesota and uh, make your second listen of the day the Ron Johnson Show. The former Golden Gopher and NFL wide receiver is Minnesota Sports. One-of-a-kind opinions, big-name guests, the teams you care about every day. The Ron Johnson Show is part of Locked On Sports Minnesota and is free and available on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Just like Locked On Wilds, we're free. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, find us on social media to keep up to date with the Minnesota Wild all throughout the rest of the regular season into the playoffs. We are keeping you up to date with all things Minnesota Wild with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.